Welcome to the Higher Energy Superpower. This is episode 13 of the Turbo Duo Cast. I am your host, Salvatore Mata, and to my left is the boss hog with the long Yule log, Trenton E. Wright, <laughs> the third. Esquire. Yes. That was in the spirit of Christmas. I thought we would give you a, a temporary moniker. Yeah. Um, which is. Guessing true, I don't know. I mean, mm. I would know, but you know, I might, might know, but I wouldn't know. Allegedly, allegedly, unallegedly, possibly. So uh, we've got a, a, a action-packed podcast for you guys again today. Uh, a good conversation. We're going to be going through uh, uh, Final Fight two and three, which we in the previous podcast we talked about Final Fight, the history of Final Fight. We thought we had a really nice discussion about. Um, final fight and really where it stands in, in time, where it stands in history. And I think we kind of worked out a little bit in terms of the evolution of games, how final fight really factors into that. So I thought that was a really uh, nice conversation that we had. And if you guys haven't seen that, please go back to episode 12 and, and check that out. I think that'll be some nice, uh, nice entertainment for you guys to kind of soak up and enjoy. Um, and our intention with this podcast is to kind of follow that through and take a look at Final Fight 2 and 3 and see how that evolution worked and how those games played and, and if they were a true uh, continuation of that form, if they're solid games, if they're great games to play, if there's something that possibly you guys might be interested in. Um, because Final Fight is a extraordinarily important series when it comes to video game history, and that's what uh, that's what we like to cover here on the uh, on the Turbo Duo Cast. As much as we like <clears throat> games that we have a history with ourselves, we're also going to be discussing our system launch tournament, and we're going to be talking about the initial uh, play-in um, games. Let's call them for for uh, the first uh, lineup of systems. So the launches, uh, baby. Again, uh, we'll we'll be going over that again. But if you haven't uh, seen our last podcast, we talked about uh, how we seeded all the different. Uh, systems and uh, who made the cut and who possibly didn't make the cut and what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> pour some out. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, of course, uh, the last thing we'll be doing is um, continuing to shit on the Atari Jaguar um, throughout the podcast, most likely. Yeah, but it had Alien versus Predator. Yeah, okay. <laughs> had Alien versus Predator. You know, people get endeared to a system because of the games on it, but if you don't have games on it, I'm not going to be endeared to the system. The Atari Jaguar is like a a a kind of like a a stain on the history of video games, in my opinion. It did nothing to move gaming forward. Yeah, but it's a nice stain. <laughs> I don't even know about that. I mean, people are like, well, okay, so so you know, the Atari Jaguar. Well, it was it was kind of a breeding ground. It was a place for you know companies to work it out. And no. Learn learn kind of 3D and do some things and try some... Yeah, fight for life. <laughs> Listen, they were doing the same thing on the 3DO, and that w that system was much more successful in terms of having good software on it. So I'm not buying it. The system is a dumpster fire. <laughs> but anyways, having said that, we're going to give it its fair shot because it's number 12. It's seated number 12 in our system launch tournament special. So we'll just see how it ends up. What do you think? <laughs> it's going to end up bottoms up. <laughs> it's going to end up. <laughs> Allegedly. Would you say, we don't know that yet. Would you say that it's a power bottom? <laughs> I, hardly. 
the fact i mean it turns on that's the only power it's got <laughs> i mean from the moment you turn on that screen with the atari jaguar and it's like that and it's like that that spinning cube You're like, oh shit, we're we're in for something here. Uh, maybe we'll get through a, a, a jaguar story. We got some jaguar stories. Some, oh yeah, yeah. We got some jaguar stories from back in the day. Anyways, I don't want to give the jaguar too much credit on this podcast. <laughs> I just want to bury it. Yeah. Um. So uh, let's get into our first topic, and that would be show notes. Ah uh, yes. Um. So a couple of things that uh, we realized after uh, the podcast last time, and again, show notes is. Any gaffes that we made, any questions that we had about certain games or things that maybe we left out that we wanted to, to um, kind of correct as we went to the next podcast. So the first thing is uh, we didn't mention uh, Final Fight 1. So we talked about Final Fight CD as sort of the... Uh, the creme de la creme. The ultimate when it came to that generation's original Final Fight. Having the two players, having all the levels, a majority of the characters on screen, the music and all of that stuff. But uh, when the Game Boy Advance was launched, Advance was launched, and we don't cover a whole lot of, of portable games, but I just know of this one because I actually bought it back in the day. Mm-hmm. Final Fight mm-hmm. 1 was a, a very, very competent port of, of Final Fight, and it had that link feature. So it was Final Fight 1 because I think you were playing singular by yourself, but you could actually link it up. As far as I remember, you could link it up to another Game Boy Advance and play two-player. Could you Cuban link it? Possibly. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. Cuban Link. What, what, what did Cuban Link do? Is that did they really like? I'm, was it just like something that that he said on 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 the no. on the track? Chance of million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did no. these people ever do anything <laughs> just when it the, came to the rap game? Just people to shout out on the track, you know. That's kind. Of, I kind of figured it. I mean, as far as I know, like Flip Mode Squad actually did stuff. <laughs> like they actually rapped on the on on the tracks. Some of them did. I wouldn't say they did it well. <clears throat> or were, just the, were they just like a hype crew? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, the affiliates. Yes. Um, 3DO. We were like 3DO multimedia system. It's not. It's called 3D Interactive Multiplayer. Eh, same thing. Um, we talked a little bit about Lex Luger coming out on the first Nitro. Mm-hmm. I said yeah. I said that his shirt was, was open. His shirt was buttoned. Well, I mean, he had to take it off eventually. I mean, maybe, but his shirt was buttoned, and he looked like he looked like Lord Stephen Regal. He had the buttons came all the way up, the collar was over, so it was all buttoned up all the way to the top. No tie, no jacket. That's a Luger. <laughs> so he was he came out hard. I mean, we're talking about '95 Luger. Yeah. Horde. Yeah. In the mall, he probably got the he probably bought that shirt that day at Filene's in the Mall of America. <laughs> that's where that's where it was. It was in the Mall of America. Oh man, I used to go to Filene's. Everybody we to, did. We used to go to Filene's. My mom used to take <laughs> we me. We went to Filene's Horde. Definitely. <laughs> she used to take me and and like she ne- she couldn't she didn't want to get a babysitter, so she would just take me with her. And then I always had to like tell her what looked good on her, and I was like, I I don't know this shit. I don't. What what kind of dress looks good? You're going to a wedding. I mean, you're asking a nine year old. You really want my opinion? I don't Ma- even know what looks good on me. Mom, <laughs> mom, I'm gonna say everything looks good. I'm just gonna follow Dad's lead. You know. <laughs> Anyways, um, Shenmue. We talked about Shenmue. Shenmue, I said, had eight chapters. It actually has eleven chapters. 
You're way off, huh? So I was off there. Um, I want I have a question for you coming from last podcast. And we talked about shoot. We talked about Riddick Bow boxing. And begin. Let's go uh, highway department. How's that one? Okay. Which state has which state do you have is the um and begin. Sir. Yes. Tree falls in the road. Over the Palisades Parkway. How many men are dispatched to get that tree off the parkway? Fifteen minutes. Time is up, sir. You understand me? We're <laughs> Wait, na- now? <laughs> sir. <laughs> we talked about Riddick Bow Boxing, and this is our third podcast talking about Riddick Bow Boxing, at least in a row. But the question I had for you was you, you, we played it, or you played it, and you, you kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, your thumb was falling off, but you saw some merit there. What about 1993? So, so Trenton Wright goes down to a stop, stop and, and shop. stop, super yeah. stop and shop, or movie doctor, or blockbuster, the stop and shop, uh, whatever. But the stop and shop is not an international brand. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so the local, the local rental shop. And you see Riddick Bow boxing, and you're like, man, this guy looks really sweaty. I'm kind of getting excited, <laughs> you know. He looks really sweaty. I got to play it. <laughs> you know, I see guys in the back beating each other. Like, like I got to play pause. this game. <laughs> I wasn't going to pause that. <laughs> you bring that game home, right? You got your Super Nintendo. You're all excited about the eject button. and Flagook. Yeah. I still use the eject button. I still use the eject button. I don't. I, don't, I, st- I don't think anyone just, does. Just because it's easier. Otherwise, you got to use both hands. You got to you got to hold the Super Nintendo down, and you got to rip this cartridge out. You just hit the eject button; it pops right out. You know, I don't know what the hate to is against the own. eject button. So you bring it home, right? Mama's making a, a gabagoo sandwich in the kitchen for you. First time ever. Yep. An eggplant rollatini. <laughs> you know, said, "Oh my Trent, my lovely boy, we just went to stop and shop and got the fettinis." And the what? The fettini, thin steaks. <laughs> Come on, you're Italian. And never heard that before. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> and and so you're playing this game. So what? What would 1993 Trenton in a in a made up world where where you can go back and say what you would think? What would you think of that game? I probably wouldn't have ever played it. Huh? I don't think I would have played it back then. You're saying if you brought it home and you tried it, you'd be like, oh no. Well, I probably wouldn't have even picked it out anyway. But 93, it would have been pretty tight because I think at, at that point, the only other, I mean, the only other boxing game I probably would have played at that point would have been uh, Tyson? Tyson's Punch-Out, which is basically like an arcade, but even though there wasn't really right. a lot of arcade boxing games, but I guess that Well, it was be, an arcade game. No, I know, but that'd be the only like real style boxing game that it would have been played at that point. I think it would have been. I mean, it's a solid rental, for sure. Right. It's it's a solid three day rental. I can't argue with that. The thing about it is, when you go back to that time, anytime you got a new, anytime you got a game home, and the graphics that flashed on the screen were something new, you still you still got excited. <laughs> and actually, yeah, because it was because it was a new opportunity. You know, it was a new, it was a whole new thing. It wasn't like you saw video games being played everywhere. Now you see commercials on everything. I mean, it's not like the game's. <laughs> it's not like the game's bad. 
It's, it's Again, just, we're talking about 1993. Not I know. In 2019, you thought it was okay. Yeah. So I'm thinking in 1993. <laughs> you extrapolate that. Right, right. Because even if you had a For hard, inflation. Even if you, you're right, inflation of, of, of enjoyment of all the different options we have and, and the experiences we've yeah, had. The but enjoyment inflation. You always got to factor that in. Yes, that's important. So I I have a feeling that you would have actually enjoyed it, that you would have played it even if you had lost. You'd, you'd, you'd get into that game and, and have a solid experience back then. Yeah. Which is crazy for me to say because there's no this, – this game had no business being good, <laughs> like at all. Or being made. Yeah. It was just like a – it was like a, well, you know, well, they made Evander Holyfield and Buster Douglas on Genesis, so we got to we gotta make – we got to come out with something. So, yeah. So we're going we're gonna to grab the next tiered athlete. You know, in, in boxing, Riddick Bow, and come out with it, with it, with it, just slap his face on it. <laughs> Who could we pay the least to get? Yeah, a game? I wonder how much Riddick Bow actually knew that this game existed when he was when he was around back then. Yeah, you know, he's probably just taking photos that day for yeah, something yeah. else, like sports cards. Right. Riddick, Riddick, put it up, put yeah, it up. For, this is for the poster. Yeah, and then next thing he's in a video game, which is they probably just had a, a regular boxing game and they just like threw his face on it. Huh. You know, because I don't think anyone, uh, I don't know any of the real name boxers, but I. None of the names look familiar, so I don't know if there was even any I don't real think, boxers I don't in think the any, game. No, those guys have handlebar mustaches. But you do so. Yeah, that's what they look like. You know, they got they got brown gloves. Yeah. <laughs> and in this corner, <laughs> fighting out of the red. <laughs> All right. So, safe to say, you probably would have enjoyed that. I mean, if you find this game for five bucks. <laughs> If you find it for five bucks, maybe give it a shot. <laughs> Listen, if you like a challenge, it's a, it's a challenging game, you know. Yeah, it's it's rough. There, there's a little bit of an RPG element. Every time you win, you gotta get points that you can allocate. Hit the weights rock. You know, <laughs> we're probably talking too much about Rick Bow, but I, I don't know. I just it's just interesting to think about games. You know, we play these games today, and and the way we think of them today is different than we thought of them possibly 25 years ago. You know, I I, I kind of like to think about that like how would i think about how would i feel about this particular game when i was 12 you know or when i was 10 yeah you know, versus now but i mean most of the games i feel like we played back then that are like regarded as terrible now we didn't really think they were terrible we just thought they were hard right most games they were like you never i don't really like this game's fucking this game sucks this is like the worst it was just kind of like we just thought the game was like hard all right so that 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 reminds me of something so you're right. The games were just hard. When you played Mario Brothers and you fell into the pit, you just kind of started over. You know, it was it was that's just what you did. You didn't want to stop playing because it was fun. Yeah. Now, ever since Lego Star Wars, that was the first time I ever realized, like, they're making this shit easy. Oh. Because you just die, you keep just regenerating. You just, you just keep regenerating. Yeah. So the the crappy part is that whenever I get my son to try to play a game like. Like a like like a like a Super Mario Brothers, and he falls in the pit, and he dies. He's just like, eh, let's, can we, Daddy, can we play something else? And it's like, <laughs> what the hell, man? You guys are ruining it for us because well, now it's have. just now it's just like just keep playing, just regenerate. There's no consequences, you know. It's like, yeah, you know what I mean. So the, it's harder for kids to go back and play games like that. And I don't know. I have I, I to be honest, I haven't had him play a ton of of old games yet. His attention span still kind of isn't quite there, but when I've tried that, it's 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 very defeating for a for a child today 
to go back and play those games and die and then see game over. <laughs> what the hell's a game over? Yeah, like, <laughs> what do you mean the game's over? Nothing is over! Nothing! You just don't turn it off! <laughs> I know, right? The game should be over when I say it's over. Does it's it like, no, make, buddy, that's not how it works. They still make game over screens? I don't think so. I mean, maybe maybe with some indie, maybe with some indie games, but yeah, which are yeah, just like the retro style games. Yeah, so I don't know. You you kind of have to start them young and train them early. You know that. Uh, you know, you, sometimes you get game over screens and you just have to get back <laughs> up on the saddle. You can't just quit. Yeah. You know. Can't be a little hoe. You know, but part of part of the enjoyment back then was we only had you only had a few games. So even if a game was was hard, as you said. You just wanted to jump back in until you got better. Yeah, you like two games you own and like two games you would rent. Yeah, and <laughs> that, now it's like, well, at least for us, right? But like my son, he he walks into here and he's like, well, we got a, <laughs> we got a, we got a library of everything. Yeah. I mean, if I don't if I don't do well at one, I'll just skip and move to another. <laughs> we got three thousand other ones. Yeah, like uh, when I was a kid, we had we had three games. We had Excite yeah. Bike, <laughs> three games. We had Excite Bike, Kung Fu, and Super Mario Brothers. We only had three games. So. I mean, you can only play so much Kung Fu, mm. you know? Excitebike is, you know... Ex- forever. Excitebike you can play pretty much forever. Which you can check back in our history of Excitebike. Oh, you can, the Excitebike episode. Yep, that's a fun episode. Some nuggets in there. Um, question came up about why the Neo Geo is not in our, our uh, system launch special. Um, and so I wanted to speak to that briefly. So... Uh, really, what we're trying to focus on is is really uh, consoles that were created as consoles and that were created for gaming specifically. So Neo Geo is is really a, an arcade machine that they sort of mail ordered, sold, and and had here and there in in retail stores. But it was really an arcade system that they kind of reconfigured for the home. Yeah. This was not a console that was created, you know, specifically for the home experience. That you know was was designed. It was just all arcade ports. That's all it was, and it was it was really an arcade machine that they just repackaged to be in a home. Yeah. So I, I I wanted to keep it more co- console specific. That the consoles were standalone units. They were not um, systems that were basically you know. I mean it was a it was an arcade machine that they just boiled down. Yeah, essentially. You a, so you're saying you have a fondness for standalone units? Absolutely. That's not even a question. <laughs> Um, Jesse Ventura was also a governor. He was a mayor, 1993 to 1995, and then he was a governor after that. Oh, yeah, well, of so, course, yeah. So he was a the mayor governor. during the period that Hagger was cleaning the streets in Final Fight 3 and 5. Or Coincidence? Two, two and three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Where are we? You want to go into our, our system launch tournament? Yes. Okay. All right. Awesome. I'm glad you're really excited about it. These first these first rounds shouldn't be too bad. We should uh, we should bang them up. Let's do uh, let's do whoever the Jaguar is playing first because I want to see that thing get fucking trounced. Excuse me. How many are we doing? I don't know. However many you want to do. You want to do two? Two. All right. We're gonna do two. We're gonna do two. So we're gonna start off. Let's do um, the lowest. Let's do the lowest on your bracket. We're gonna do. Uh, the first one's going to be the Dreamcast and the Jaguar, and then we'll do one more. Let's see what else we want to do. Do you want to do... Hmm. 
Let's start with the Dreamcast and the Jaguar, and then we'll figure out what the next one we want to do is. So the Dreamcast versus right, Dreamcast the Jaguar. Dreamcast moves on. Dreamcast right. moves on. And we're done with that. Next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's 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 say the uh, the Dreamcast launch games, and then we'll go through the Jaguar launch games. <laughs> <laughs> Dreamcast, Arrow Wings, Air Force Delta, Blue Stinger, Flag to Flag, Expendable, House of the Dead Two. I think House of the Dead Two is enough. What do you think? <laughs> and they're done. Hydro, and they won. Hydro Thunder. Monaco Grand Prix, Mortal Kombat Gold, NFL 2K, NFL Blitz 2000, Pen Pen Trill Salon, Power Stone, Ready to Rumble Boxing, Sonic Adventure, Soul Calibur, TNN Hardcore Heat, and Tokyo Extreme Racer. And now, the starting launch lineup for your Atari Jaguar 64-bit home console. Cybermorph! Where did you learn to fly? <laughs> Cybermorph, broken, 3D, flat-shaded game. And the power forward, Trevor McFur in the Crescent Galaxy. <laughs> and now a, uh, a five-year-old port of Raiden is uh, the third game. Probably the best game of the bunch, to be honest with you. And the fourth one is Evolution Dino Dudes, which is, which is like a Lemmings-type game. Cool. Um, so you know, Cybermorph is a is just a, a a very very broken, very short distance draw distance. Um, it's 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 awful. It's just terrible. <laughs> you know, Sinead O'Connor, they got her to to get in the game, and you know she's a green head that tells you, or or barks at you and says, "Where did you learn to fly?" Um, this pretty, is like, every this, five this, seconds. This is like a, you have bad taste in gaming. <laughs> Pretty pretty much. What are the good games on the Atari Jaguar? There are no good games. <laughs> Not applicable. <laughs> yeah. Not applicable. Like Trevor McFur, man. Um, that, it's a good thing they got all like the heavy hitters, you know. I gotta like, remind myself of what even Tre- Trevor McFur. I think it's a side scrolling. It's like R type. Oh, it's no. It's a. It's, it? it's a side. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a side scrolling shooter. Yeah. Um, but it looks like it almost looks like a like a shareware game. Yeah. From, from like an it's old IBM, PC, it's also IBM compatible. Yeah, um, it's just it's just about as mundane as you could get. It's worse than mundane. <laughs> just play Space Invaders. Um, Evolution Dino Dudes is kind of like a Lemmings type game where you have to get these little cavemen to kind of go upstairs. I mean, okay, I mean it's not terrible, I guess, for some people. But man, what a launch! Raiden <laughs> is a, is a game that is was was ported to three systems or two systems at least before it even got to the Jaguar. So I don't know really what if you can really give it that much credit, even though it's probably the best game in the list. Uh, Cybermorph is a throwaway. That so you're saying you terrible. didn't pre-order any of these games? When they came. No, this is why I say the Jaguar was a fucking abomination because there was no great. I actually don't know if Atari was was really 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 committed. I mean, I think they were committed because they had to be, but they're like, I don't know how if we. I mean, at one point they were supposed <laughs> really to have. Good. At one point it was supposed to have VR. You're supposed to have a VR yeah. helmet. Do you, do you remember this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course I do. Um, so I, I think you could probably take. I think they still have those uh, the Atari Muppet conventions where they all like they all gather up. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to be that guy standing outside with the megaphone. Yeah, say, you're say, like one say, of the people like protesting not, not at like the Donald yeah, Trump rallies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's but, but, but that's what the Atari Jaguar down with the Atari like. Jaguar. <laughs> have a have a picture of a Jaguar with a do red, the man. Yeah, with the red the with the red man. circle in the line through. Yeah, <laughs> what an abomination! Not my system. Not my system. <laughs> not my system. <laughs> 
make make gaming Jaguar free again. Yeah. Oh, oh man, four games. Well, I mean, for it doesn't that doesn't mean anything. I know the sixty four had like two. you know. I think I think I think the number of games can be important. I don't think it's necessarily yeah, if important. If shit or not, right? I don't think it's necessarily important. But I think I mean, you take take House of the Dead two, and I think it beats all four of them. I mean, take take <laughs> NFL Blitz two thousand. I, th- I actually think it, it it beats all four of them. So yep. Um, maybe even TNN Hardcore Heat. Maybe even <laughs> to- take Tokyo Extreme Racer. I mean, <laughs> take any game. From the from the Dreamcast launch, <sighs> what the fuck is Pen Pen Trill Salon? Pen Pen Trill Salon was a um like a, puzzle? Like, a, like a cart game. It was like uh. a, but it was using like um these weird looking dinosaur guys. It's not a, supposed to be a great game, but it's like a, it's in the vein of a Mario Kart where they they actually they skid along on their on their bellies almost oh, like I, a thought, I thought you almost said Omarion Kart. Oh. <laughs> Could be a thing, <laughs> and then like they swim in the water, and then they kind of pop back up. So it's it's kind of like a, a swimming, skidding adventure racing Great. game. Um, it 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 was meddled. It was like a six type of game. Mm. It's still probably better than all <laughs> all four of these. Maybe Combined. well, it's not better than Raiden, but you have to take Raiden. You when it's you, like a sixteen bit game. You can't judge it for what you know. It loses points for being a game that was already on sixteen bit systems. You know, it just loses points for that because, you know, part of the part of the criteria of this this system launch special is the quality of the games number one, which is important. But the you know the the reverence of that of those games in that in the whole library, and the 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 contribution of those games to gaming's games future. So fail. <laughs> I mean, it was a good launch if it was going into the toilet. You know. <laughs> <laughs> if it was launching right into it. When yeah. I, so my last Jaguar story, when when my That's wife and I when my wife and I yeah, of this podcast, hopefully. <laughs> when my wife and I moved out of our parents' homes and we moved in together, I had to sell off some of my gaming stuff to kind of pay for, for the move. And one of the you know, one of the things I had to sell was a Jaguar completely in the box with everything. And I had to sell my three DO, I had to sell a bunch of stuff, my virtual boy. There, if there's one thing that I don't regret in the slightest of getting rid of, it was the Atari Jaguar. Yeah, but if you would have bought, if we would have maybe had the CDI, maybe the CDI that I got rid of. If you would have had White Man Can't Jump, then you would have regretted. I owned it. White Man Can't Jump because you bought White Man Can't Jump for me. I did. Yes, I and bought we, the game, and we played it together, and it wasn't terrible. We, we oh, did I get it on? I must have got it on eBay. I think you got it on eBay. I, I think you, I think you got it in the box. And I mean, back then it didn't matter. I mean, people were selling stuff, and whether it was with the box or not, nobody cared, and and it wasn't any more expensive. It seemed like, yeah. But we we played it, and it was like we were like surprised how much better it was. It it reminded us of uh, it reminded us of Barkley Shut Up and Jam. Mm. That's kind of like the the play like the play style that I had. Man, I vaguely remember playing that. We Barely. Played, we played it in my in my uh, down. Back, back what in is my, it? Downtime on the uh, handle. Bebop time pants, <laughs> something like that. Just like the sayings, it's like who? Nobody says that. <laughs> nobody talks smack and says bebop time pants. Where does that come from? Downtime on the flip flop time pants. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? We'll have to look up some of that and, and post it. Some of the, some of the some of the white men sayings. <laughs> Just in case you wanted to make other people suffer, you could use the multi tap with it. 
<laughs> Did it have one? Yeah. The Jaguar had a multi-tap? It was mainly, it was. I think it was made for that game. I think there was a version that came with the multi-tap for that game. Ugh. Puke. <laughs> uh. Um. All right, so I think it's pretty fair to say the Dreamcast moves forward. <laughs> Can we say that? It goes without saying. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna we're gonna move the Dreamcast forward. So uh, let's go to the uh, the Big East Conference. Yeah, so Dreamcast versus uh, versus the PlayStation in the next round. So why don't we go down? Why don't we have a serious discussion in the Big East? Well, no, this is the Big East. Oh, all right. The Big East is the Genesis bracket with the buy <laughs> and the sixty four versus the Turbo. Are you comfortable with that, or do you want to you want to do Master System versus the Atari seventy eight hundred? That's gonna be just as quick of a conversation. <laughs> Oh, that's fine. All right, so we're gonna do sixty-four versus Turbo. You ready for this? You ready to strap in? Oh, we're doing this one. Are you want to do? Or did you say Master System versus Atari? You, I done did. You want to start light? Yeah, because right. I gotta go through the game and play it. Okay. <laughs> so all right, so then we'll we'll start with with uh with something a little bit later. I, you know, this might be a little bit tougher. Com- I mean, it's definitely gonna be a tougher conversation than the fucking Jaguar. Um, I'm sorry, I'm swearing too much, guys. It's just I the Jaguar just gets my blood boiling because it's just. It should just die a very horrific death and then not be remembered by anybody. Um, is that too harsh? Mm. No. Okay. So, uh, so we've got the Master System versus the Atari seventy eight hundred. Whoever wins that will um, die a horrific death from the Super Nintendo. Um, maybe not. Maybe not. I shouldn't speak too soon. But um, so the Master System launched with eight games. Um, it started with Hang On, Safari Hunt. Astro Warrior, Choplifter, Fantasy Zone, World Grand Prix, Transbot, and Ghost House. Do not say anything. Bounce that ghost. Yeah, okay. Right. And then the Atari 7800. The Atari 7800 launched with... All a- your, uh, all the Atari favorites. Asteroids. Asteroids. Centipede. Human Centipede. <laughs> Desert Falcon. Dig Dug. Food Fight. I mean, they did have, they did have Custer's Last Stand... Mm. Right, and they did have beat him and eat him, but anyway, the, Galaga, the human centipede, I don't think was a part of it. <laughs> Galaga, Gal- Galaga, Joust. I mean Galaga, Miss Pac-Man, Pole Position Two, Robotron Twenty Eighty Four, and Exevius. 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 So you pronounce it. <laughs> so when you look here, asteroids, centipede. Joust, uh, a lot of these are, are retreads. <laughs> pole right? position, Pac-Man. Well, pole position two is a sequel. So yeah, but it's still pole position. Right. It has three more colors. <laughs> so uh, of these games, which ones do we want to do? We want to say okay, all right. Th- this is a because Atari seventy eight hundred came out in nineteen eighty six. Now I can't remember when the Galaga on Nintendo Entertainment System came out. Do you have any idea when that came out? None whatsoever. Okay. Well, still. But uh, I could say eighty-seven. Uh, that yeah, pro- it was probably yeah, it was probably around that time. But Galaga came out on the seventy-eight hundred in nineteen eighty-six, so that would have been a launch game. That would have been the first really close console port of that game. Mm. Um, and then we've got Pole Position Two, Robotron twenty eighty-four, Zevius. So there's some good games in here. Yep. 
There's some good games in here. I mean, pole position is a tight game. So, again, we we had gotten the 7800 uh, back around the time that it launched, and that was the game that we had and that we played. And I mean, I just remember watching my brother play pole position, and it was it was a very cool game. I mean, I didn't know anything besides it, but you know, it was a very competent um, video game of that style in the you know the World Grand Prix or the original pole position or uh, Turbo, right? Isn't Turbo an Atari game from the 2600? That, um, it's just called Turbo? I think it's called Turbo. I oh. I think so. I'm not familiar with that one. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it was, uh, you know, even even Hang On, you know, but that's a that's a, a very, you know, competent game. Um, I don't know if it necessarily moved gaming forward because it had, I mean, it was a sequel. It basically was Pole Position 1 with better graphics and more, and more tracks. Yeah. You know? Um, I think that the, the if there's a couple standouts on this list, it's got to be it's got to be Dig Dug, Galaga. That's it. Zevius. I think I think those are to me those are the. I mean, it's tough. I mean, did I say Galaga? Um, no. What did I say? Dig Dug. Yeah, Dig Dug, Galaga, and uh, and Zevius, didn't I? I mean, it's tough. Miss Pac-Man. Do you include Miss Pac-Man as a as a game that originated on the seventy eight hundred or was the first console port, and it was revolutionary to gaming's future? I don't think. I mean, Pac-Man. I think influenced a lot of games that were coming out at the time. But when you look forward into 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 time, does any Everyone other game gave- does any other mm-hmm. game do Pac-Man, <laughs> or is it really just Pac-Man that does Pac-Man yeah. at this point? There were no other ones. It was just more Pac-Mans and other Pac-Man related games, all by the same. Made by Pac-Man. Namco. Made yeah. by Namco, right? I mean, there was. They just kept making the same game over and over again, and like Pac-Mania, yeah. Pac-World. But now I will say that Miss Pac-Man is probably my favorite version of it, of Pac-Man. You know, moves a little bit, a little bit faster. You get the dancing fruits, you know, kind of, uh, you know, bouncing all around. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, my my favorite two games on this list. I'm gonna say it. They're shooters, Galaga and Xevious. Mm. You know, Z- Galaga is is the is the one to go with. Well, Galaga and and, and Zevius, as I've mentioned before, was really the pioneer of the of the multi level, sh- you know, kind of kind of enemy placement, mm. where you had where you had an enemy on the ground that possibly was shooting up at you, and you had enemies in the sky, and you kind of had to you, you had to use both buttons, one as a bomb. One as a just a regular projectile to kind of you know defeat those enemies, and that Zevius really influenced. I mean, you go all the way through to Layer Section or Galactic Attack on Sega Saturn. You know the, these these games, um, Race Storm, on, um, on on PlayStation One, and Zevius is really the beginning of that. It, it was it was the first game that actually put that that genre in, on that track. So I think Zevius is is extraordinarily important to to the shooter genre and where it was you know where it went moving forward i think even just as a vertical scrolling shooter Xevious has to be one of the first vertical scrolling spaceship shooters okay and definitely mm-hmm. and definitely one of the most influential when it comes to where 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 um scrolling shooters went from there if you look at a game like defender Defender, I think, actually influenced a lot of the horizontal shooters. You know, kind of that left to right, going back and forth. 
And I think Xevious is the same when it comes to vertical scrolling shooters. So, you know, I, I think Galaga is also very important. I think Galaga is a more fun game. I have more fun playing Galaga. Yeah. You know, but when you let's talk about fun. I mean, when you took it this look at this list, Asteroids, Centipede, uh, Desert Falcons, kind of. Eh. I don't even know eh. Desert Falcon. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a um, isometric shooter. Um, but it's not really well regarded. Um. You know, Dig Dug is a fantastic game. Food Fight, I really don't know a whole ton about Food Fight. To be honest with you, I, I'd be lying to you if I did. Um, Joust is a fantastic game. Galaga is an awesome game. Miss Pac-Man is an awesome game. Pole Position 2 is a very good game. Robotron 2084 is an awesome game. You ever played Robotron? You ever played it on 64? I played the 64 one. I mean... I like the 64 one. That game you can really kind of get pumping into. It's got really yeah. good music. I don't know. Atari seventy eight hundred does not have great music, but <laughs> but I'm I'm sure the game played you know decently well. The problem with the six with the um, seventy eight hundred is that darn controller Joystick. is yeah. terrible. You know, I mean, yeah, I remember our, our hands just dying to hold it, like, cup it. It's an abomination. And... It's not even a well made joystick. The the twenty six hundred would be a better joystick to play with it. The only problem you only have one button on that. And then, couldn't you use the. Uh... Genesis controller. Yeah, right. You could. Yeah, but then I'm... you only have one button, and it's the B button, so you can't. You can't do, you know, two actions. So if there's a game that, that requires oh. two buttons, I mean, there were there were many that didn't. I mean, I can play Mario Brothers on on seventy eight hundred and do it just fine because yeah, the one button jumps and that's it. You know, that's all, that, that's all you need. So, uh, Mario Brothers was a great was a great port for the seventy eight hundred as well. But so some good games there. But let's go over to the Master System. So you've got Safari Hunt, which was a Duck Hunt copycat. Yeah, I do remember that one. Um, I would say a more diverse duck hunt copycat because you had multiple screens and multiple different kinds of enemies. You could shoot rabbits. You could shoot. Didn't have that appeal fish. like Duck Hunt did, though. It just and Duck Hunt <laughs> came out early. Duck Hunt was a launch game for the for the Nintendo and and that that click of that of the zapper. Yeah, there's something about the click of the zapper that the the phaser gun can't really. Uh, duplicate now the phaser is very accurate it's a very very good gun but it's just a copycat it's just a copy of the of the just a copy of the nes one i have to i have to say that um astro warrior is a, is a uh, scrolling vertical shooter which is decent it's okay um, chop lifter is a game that came out i think on the apple II. um but this is you i do know, remember playing that this is regarded as like the Kind of the best eight-bit port of Choplifter, so a very, very good version of Choplifter. Very hard, actually. Very difficult. Fantasy Zone. We talked about uh, Defender. Fantasy Zone is that eight-bit Defender with very colorful graphics and and uh, enemy generators that you have to shoot down. And there's shot placements, almost like um, um, uh, Forgotten Worlds, where you can go in and buy buy power-ups, yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. Um, and there's a boss at the end of each world, so again, a very, very good game. Um, world Grand Prix is, is sort of the evolution of a of a pole position too. Um, Transbot and Ghost House are card games, so they're the the smaller games. Ghost House, oh, the cards. Ghost House, you're you're running through um, a house with a bunch of Draculas, and you have to defeat them and kind of avoid obstacles while you're going through. It almost reminds me of like um, like a Donkey Kong or like a Popeye mm. from back in the day. But uh, you know, a really fun game. I think I think when you look at this list and you say, okay, well, what are the what are the top games in this list? You got to say, hang on, 
I think Hang On. Oh, Hang On would be number one. Hang On. Hang On was such a great port. You know, it was for a game of Hang On stature that was, you know, awesome in the arcades. Of course, it, you didn't have the the riding bike like in the arcades, but for a system, an eight bit system with a controller, it it plays really well. I actually tried it out the other day just to kind of get a feel for it again and. That's a game you can you can just dig right into and have a fun time for thing for, is like for fifteen twenty minutes. All these games are kind of just like no name games, really. You know what do you mean? There's no. I mean, you look at Atari seventy hundred, Asteroids, Centipede, Dig Dug, Galaga. Right. Those are all, <laughs> those are all like household name games. And then you go to the Masters and you got Safari Hunt, Choplift, like. The thing is, you know, a lot of these games were on prior systems. No, I understand. So it's it's like, well, how do you, you know, and, and that's why you have to judge them for, they weren't brand new at the time, you know? So, I mean, Hang On, yes. Hang On absolutely was. Safari Hunt was. Astro Warrior was. Fantasy Zone was. You know, the two card games. Eh. You know, World Grand Prix was, I think, an arcade game that they, they transferred over. Choplifter, obviously, was from before. Um, Astro Warrior is, to be honest, kind of mundane. Safari Hunt's a copycat. You know, so you look at this, I'd say Fantasy Zone and and Hang On are definitely the two standouts out, out of this list. What would you say? Those are the only two I've actually... I don't... Have you no, played I, Fantasy I played, Zone? I played Choplifter. Yeah, I've played Fantasy Zone once or twice. What do you think of that? You're not really a shooter guy. No. Like, Hang On's great. Safari Hunt, yeah. All right, it's so just, out of this it's, list... It's just like... Out of this list for for games that kind of debuted on the console or maybe are known for that console, what is what is your favorite out of all of these? You've got Hang On. You're talking got, about just for the Master System? No, nope, both. Oh, Atari oh, oh, oh. seventy eight hundred and Master System. Uh, Galaga. Galaga. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I can spend the most time with Galaga and have a good time. I can get the most into Galaga and get excited about playing that game. I can have fun playing Hang On. But Galaga is something I can really get, get into and say, all right, let's play some Galaga, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> let's play some fucking <clears throat> Galaga. So, you know, and I'm trying to keep my, my feelings for the Atari's controller out of it because if you got to con- use that controller, you know, ZVS you can play with a Genesis controller, but you can't bomb anybody. Oh, really? So you got you got to run around without bombing anybody. So if you want to, if you want to use both the bomb and the regular shot you got to use that clunky controller or you got to import one from europe because they had an nes style controller in europe Hmm. we didn't get that over here in in, in the states so it's kind of a it's a difficult conversation let's go back to you know in terms of quality of the games i i think it's atari 78 you got you kind of have to give it to the atari in terms of quality of the games um Hang On is great. Fantasy Zone, I think, is great. And, you know, the other games are sort of middling. I love Safari Hunt. You know, I think Safari Hunt is a very fun game. I don't know if it's quite to the level of the other ones I mentioned. But, you know, when you look at just that list of Atari games, Galaga, Miss Pac-Man, Pole Position 2, Robotron 2084, Zevious. talking about top tier those games are all a ton of fun and and maybe this is just our of course at the end of the day it's just our opinion you know when it comes oh, no 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 when, this what, is fact oh, i'm sorry that's right that's right this is internet <laughs> official um okay so let's go to the contributions of those games to gaming gaming's future what is the most influential game on this list that originated on 
these consoles that originated on these consoles. Correct. Correct. Because you can't, you can't, None. you can't say that you can't give credit to the Atari seventy eight hundred for a for a game that came out before that, or if it wasn't the first console port to push it forward. The NES port of Galaga is more influential than the Galaga on seventy eight hundred. Well, there really wasn't anything for either one of them, really. That was uh, influ- let me retract in- that statement because <laughs> influential be- let me retract that statement. Let me retract that statement for for various reasons. Sometimes I put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> It should, this is a tough one. This is a tough one for me to kind of figure out and decide on, you know, because I think there's merit on both sides. Um, but in terms of a game that uh, that originated, the, the games that originated on the systems or were the first console ports, major console ports of these of these games. You know, Miss Pac-Man, I think, was already on various other things in, before 1986. Um... Maybe it was on the fifty two hundred. <laughs> I don't know. I know it came out on the Nintendo, but I don't know what year it came out. Miss Pac Man. It came out because you know came, I know it came out on the Genesis. Obviously, that was later. I was like, um, that's a very good port, actually. So its initial release was in nineteen eighty two. Well, yeah, the arcade. Yeah. The, the arcade was from nineteen eighty two. And it came out on the iOS. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> it did come out on the 2600. Miss Pac-Man did? Mm-hmm. The, the, the 5200, the 7800, pretty much anything that said Atari had it. So assuming that assuming that Miss Pac-Man had already come out, it's hard to factor that in. I, in fact, it's hard to put any of these games that were on before and... Every single one of these games. Give them credit. <laughs> give them credit for the system, because you know, barring just coming home from the arcade and this being the first port, I don't know if it, how much credit we can give each one of these. You know, even Galaga came home, but in terms of a of a true competent port, I mean, Galaga could have could have come home to the to the Sega Mark One, and it, it'd be just a, an okay port, but it's not that full fledged Galaga feeling. I would I would give credit more credit to it. Um, it I almost kind of have to go off a gut. A gut in terms of this. Is that how you're feeling? I mean, how do you feel about this list when you when you compare the two? That's Atari seventy eight hundred. You going with the Atari seventy eight hundred? I can get there. There's way better games. I can get there. I do love Fantasy Zone and Hang On and Safari Hunt, but that's three. Those are the three that I love. <laughs> I don't love Choplifter on the Master System. I, I think maybe I just haven't spent enough time with it, but it's just really hard. And it wasn't the first port, so I can't really give it that much credit anyways. But you just take... Uh, you just take... Just sorry, sorry, Galaga, Miss Pac-Man, and Pole Position. Yeah. Those are, I, I guess, three games. I, th- I would think those three are better than the three Master System games. So if if pole position, do you think pole position and hang on um, wipe themselves out? If you if, if you put if you you can strike both of those off, like they kind of would they kind of would tie. Well, yeah, I guess just because of the same style of game, I, I would probably get, about the same amount of fun in game. But I would have to give more credit to hang on because hang on was the first. Pole position is a sequel, mm. so I'd have to give a little bit more credit to to hang on. But even if that's the case, 
you you have <laughs> none ga- of those other games are remembered though. You know, yeah, Safari, Safari Hunt <laughs> didn't move gaming forward. I mean, it's a it's a it's a fun game. It just took it just took Duck Hunt. Yeah, I mean, Fantasy Zone. You didn't see a whole lot of games afterwards in that side to side, left and right style. You'd have to throw World Grand Prix out too, because that's pretty much pole position. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, it's 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 tough. I I mean, I'm I'm okay with going with the Atari. I'm okay with that. I could live with that. I, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm okay with that. I mean, neither one of them really has any uh, influential games. No. That appeared for the first time on the system that it was on. Well, hang on, hang on. Was the first was the that was I mean, the I'm first not saying it's port. really influential. Is it, it when it, you already had yeah. other racing like mm. other racing games that are similar not to the, that? Not the home port. I think the arcade port is not the home port. Not not the arcade port. So I'm I'm with you on that. So but, that's about it. Okay. All right. So we're going with the Atari 7800. You're goddamn right. I never thought that that would be the case, but this is why we do this, everybody. <laughs> this is why we you do this. You play to win the game. <laughs> um. All right. So so with the Atari 7800 moves forward. The uh the dark horse in that in that bracket or the or the low seat in that bracket number ten beats up on the master system in a a photo finish and uh, so the Atari seventy eight hundred will be up against the Super Nintendo that might be a little bit easier conversation mm. we'll see um and then so next time we will do the Saturn versus the three DO and we'll do the sixty four versus the Turbo Graphics sixteen all first round baby that <laughs> <Stand> on Blake. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the main event, and that is Final Fight Two and Final Fight Three. You ready to go? Mm-hmm. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. All right. So, Final Fight Three, or excuse me, Final Fight. Skipping out in Final Fight Two, quick. Final Fight Two was released in August of 1993. Um, so Final Fight One was not the end. It wasn't the final fight. There were fights mm. left to be had after the final <laughs> fight. Uh, so it was produced by Takuro Fujiwara. Trenton, do you remember us mentioning Takuro Fujiwara? I'll say yes. He was the producer <laughs> of Resident Evil. Ah, yes. Yep. We no. had mentioned him before and how he brought in uh, Shinji Mikami to create uh, Resident Evil. It was designed by Tetsuya Minami, who designed Little Nemo on the NES. He produced Mega Man Legends, which is one of my personal favorites. I love me some Mega Man Legends. It's a sort of like a, a Zelda-like type of, type of game, but with Mega Man's clothes and um, its own Capcom flair. Really, kind of a niche title, but I think it's a lot of fun. And he also worked on Resident Evil. Um, uh, it was also designed by somebody named Hyper Benji. I'm guessing that's his uh, his nickname. Uh, who designed Super Buster Bros. Have you ever played Super Buster Bros? Uh, you know what? I have it on Super Nintendo. You have it? Yeah, I do. It, it looks like a really fun game. Almost in like, like a... Tumble pop, like Tumble Pop. Like kind of... Or yeah, Bubble Bobble. Or like a Bubble Bobble style, but you're kind of shooting up at these at these bubbles as they're kind of yeah. coming down, so to, so to speak. Yeah. Um, they had yeah. it They had I it playing... I got that recently, too. Not... Well, in the, in the, in the past year. Okay. They had it playing in uh, a local game shop when I went in there the, the couple weeks ago, and I was like, it was the PlayStation port, and I was like, this looks kind of like a lot of fun. You know, I, I'd like to maybe try this out, um, but alas, I don't have a copy, so we'll have to remedy that at some point. Um, he, uh, Hyper Benji also did the art for Magic Sword, 
remember Magic Sword? We actually played it this year at the Retro World Expo. It's, Magic Sword. Yeah, it's the side-scrolling, single-plane, Capcom, kind of like a slash 'em up you're, you're, you're like a medieval type with swords. It's oh, a, it's a oh, late oh. 80s game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of uh, you know tre- treasure chests that you find on the ground. You yeah. get a bunch of power-ups no, and, and points. Yeah. Um, kind of reminds me of Kadash, if you know the game Kadash, which is another one of those side-scrolling two players on one plane kind yeah. of working together. Kadash. Right. Um, actually, we played a lot of Magic Sword when we used to go to Vernon Golfland, if you remember. They had that multi-Capcom machine. It was a multi-Capcom machine. It was, yeah. It was I remember a, like a Neo Geo one. No, they had a bunch of Capcom games in one one unit. Oh. And I think we played Magic Sword for like an hour. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if they had the difficulty set to low, but we I remember us using like one quarter and just blazing through this game and not having to really spend that much money. Mm-hmm. So, eh, is what it is. So in in this in this game, in the first game. Mad Gear is kind of like destroyed. They're they're the bad guys, right? With uh, um, uh, Belger and how he gets knocked out of the window, and he sort of you know supposedly dies, and and uh, you know, Jessica is saved by Cody, and 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 all is happy. Well, Mad Gear is resurrected. They rise from the ashes, <laughs> and so Hagger is in this game, and then he's joined by uh, two new characters, Maki and Carlos. So the story is that. Guy from Final Fight, his girlfriend and her, and uh, her dad are kidnapped by the new Mad Gear gang. Always getting kidnapped. And so, and this, and and his girlfriend is actually Maki's sister, and of course, the dad would be Maki's dad as well. So, why isn't Guy in the game? Tell us. No, I'm saying that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's Guy's girlfriend who's kidnapped, but yet Guy's not in the game to. Try to get get her back. You know, you had Cody going after his girlfriend and getting her back. Why would Guy not? This guy just on vacation somewhere. He's got a business meeting, <laughs> and he's just like, "Listen, I can't make it. Yeah. I actually got. I'm I'm booked that week. Yeah, the, there wasn't enough money in the development <laughs> budget. So to get Guy back in, I mean, guy, you know, they had to make their own game for him at one point. You know, maybe they had to pay him too much to be <laughs> yeah. in it, and he he wouldn't sign the contract. Uh, yeah, they call it Final Fight Two Guy. now we're just getting ridiculous and uh so and then carlos uh is another random character who's in carlos has a sword uh doesn't really use it but Mm. he's got a sword just so everybody knows (laughs) so i have it (laughs) so i have them um you have to travel all over the world so where where the first game was in metro city you're traveling all over the world to try to you know beat up the street thugs and find (laughs) find guy's girlfriend worldwide uh, thugs yeah um, and her father, and then um, and then learn about the location of, of uh, where they're kidnapped. The characters are mostly palette swaps. The enemy characters are mostly palette swaps of previous enemies. So Cap- you mean previous enemies from Final Fight One. Fi- oh, okay. So it's it, they didn't. One of the critiques of Final Fight Two is that they didn't really make a new game. They just kind of reskinned it and put in a two-player mode. So this game is two-player. And they're like, if we just put in two player, they'll be happy. They'll, yeah, they'll be they'll be happy. We'll just we'll just reskin it and shut and push it out there. Um, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this. So this was released in mid mid nineteen ninety three, um, and the the bosses in this game are supposedly not as difficult as the first game's bosses. Where the first game's bosses would have some unblockable feature that they would just beat up on you with, 
and you really couldn't get out of it. So in this game, the bosses are more like glorified regular enemies with super health bars. It's like that four-layer health bar. Right. <laughs> like red, right. the green, the blue, the yellow. <laughs> but I imagine if that's the case that you could do the you know, kind of like the the cheap the cheap you know kill where you kind of hit him twice back up and then hit him again and then back up and then the hit glitch. him again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you see this sometimes in playthroughs where where they'll have a guy like punch twice and then punch in the opposite direction and then punch twice again, punch in the opposite direction, and they could just do that. Yeah, if you got the over two player over thing over. going, you get one person on one side, one person on the yeah, other. Like, so it's, <laughs> yeah, alternating punches, <laughs> so we just could never yeah, get he's out. Just, he's just going back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it, the the game was kind of regarded as well. It's it's okay. It's decent, but it, it's almost like a phoned in effort. That was the thought at the time. Mm. I'm not saying that that's the thought. Now, we talked earlier about kind of thoughts about games now versus back then and how we feel about them. And, and, and this is one of the ones where, at the time, they were sort of saying, we're not so, you know, it, it's it's a good game, but they could have it could have been better. Um, so on, uh, let's see, Die Hard Game Fan in July of 1993 said uh, they gave it a 7 out of 10 or a 70 out of 100. And they said, if, unfortunately, the only advantage Final uh, Fight 2 has over the original SNES is the two-player action. Everything else is more is. of the same. The moves are limited and soon get very repetitive, and the di- difficulty is set much too easy. Streets of Rage 2 is still the one to beat. Tom Slick. Damn, that's a hell of a name, huh? Tom Slick? Tom Slick. <laughs> Who knows if that was his real name? So, Streets of Rage 2 had come out at the very end of 1992. So, this would have been August of 93. So, eight months on, Street, Streets of Rage 2 is still a pretty fresh game. Yeah. You know, back then. And that's the one to beat, baby. So, so the thing they said is this is, you know, stick with, with uh, Streets of Rage 2 if you can. But, you know, if you didn't have a Genesis and you had a Super Nintendo and you get to play two player Final Fight. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty darn good, in my opinion. So let's do a, a more positive review. So Game Game Pro, we do Game Pro, we Game Pro. Game sure. Pro said said uh, Final Fight Two is they gave it four out of five. Final Fight Two is a, f- a fighter. Remember how I talked about how they call fighting games and beat 'em ups fighters? Here you go. Final Fight Two is a fighter is a fighter to be reckoned with, but it's not a knockout. You'll want to take it on for the thrills of two player final fighting, but the game plays predictable. The music's weak. And the enemies are bums. Your whole style's weak. This isn't the fight to end all fights, and we hope the next final fight installment is better. Finally. Slasher Quan. But he gave it a four out of five. That doesn't sound like a four out of five. That sounds more like the Resident Evil review. Sounds for, like a six and a half. Right. Sounds like a six and a half review. Uh we'll do we'll do one more here. We got uh in the same diehard game fan uh issue, this person gave it a ninety three out of a hundred. Damn. Hagger is <laughs> back finally. Not only is the boss back, but two play simultaneous is now possible. And there are all new levels that have some of the best graphics I've ever seen since Toads. I'm guessing that means Battletoads? Since Toads. Or, yeah. or, 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 or Battletoads and Double Dragon, possibly. Besides that, I have to point out one thing I didn't like. The game is a little too easy, but it's still the best fighting game fighting game out this year. The Inquirer was is his name or her name. Hmm. So even Nintendo Power gave it a three point four out of five. Yeah. So Nintendo Power is giving it a three. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, listen to this. I'll, I, I got to say it just because it kind of it, it harkens back to what I was saying. Before there was a Street Fighter 2 stealing all the glory, street fighting fans were punching and kicking their way through f- to fame and fortune with Final Fight. Plus great graphics and, and animation and excellent play control, Capcom may provide its own biggest competition when players try to choose between Final Fight 2 and Street Fighter 2 Turbo. They're two different <laughs> games. <laughs> Sir. One is a one-on-one fighting game. One is a beat-em-up. You see what I'm saying, though? Because <laughs> you said, because you said, no, I don't. No. You said I don't remember that. I don't remember them comparing, you know, yeah. one-on-one fighting games to to beat-em-ups. Um, you can't do that, sir. Yeah, SNES Force. Yeah, that doesn't sound credible to me. Gave it a 58 <laughs> out of 100. Nintendo Magazine System. I don't know if that's a real <laughs> Nintendo bad. Magazine System. Nintendo Magazine System gave All it a right, 58 we're just out of 100. <laughs> Gameplayer at <laughs> Yahoo.com gave it. <laughs> so yeah, I was I was kind of surprised to to see that those were the you know the results. I think that by this time, getting that two player final fight. Would have been something everybody would have they been. They were clearly. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Allegedly, is, they were is, just relying on the two-player portion of it too much. So is it because did Street Fighter Two ruin? Did, did Streets of Rage Two ruin ruin the hype for Final Fight Two? Uh, just I, I don't know at the time because I don't remember at the time what the I would uh, say yes. What the atmosphere was? Streets of Rage Two. I mean, come on, it's Streets of Rage Two. No, I know, but I mean. It seems because we've only played it one time. I don't remember playing. It. I remember thought you think it was. So we're good. gonna go back to our original format, guys. We're actually gonna play these games uh, two and three, and then we're gonna come back and kind of you know talk about our our thoughts about them. So hang tight for that one. But uh, we'll see. I mean, we'll play it and we'll see. It's. I feel like nowadays you go back and play a beat 'em up, and it's just gonna be a lot of fun. I just feel like it's gonna be a lot of fun. You know, maybe not. Maybe it'll be mundane, and we'll say like it's boring, but. The only the only beat 'em up there's been two beat 'em ups that I I felt like ugh probably could have spent my time best elsewhere and that was Combat Tribes and a little bit of uh um two crude dudes. You know, they were kind of like Yeah. Yeah. Just okay, you know, like Yeah, Combat Tribes. <laughs> Combat Tribes was the worst. Yeah, it just I from what I remember Not when that we it played was bad. It, it's just it's it just moved kind of slow and yeah. it, it it doesn't really nothing uh, was memorable about it, even though I know a lot of people say that a lot about all the beat 'em ups. But that one just I don't know, just didn't have that oomph that Streets of Rage and Final Fight had. Right, right. Yeah, and then two crude or two crude dudes, two crude bad dudes. dudes yeah, yeah. Ba- bad dudes is different. It's I like it's ba- not, I like I bad mean, dudes. It's not a. Uh, I mean, it's a little bit different because it's on one plane, right? You're in your two just, crude dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so it's. Point. Yeah, it's it's not the same. A little bit different, more like a more like a kung fu style, a little bit with the one yeah. plane. But I mean, I guess it's still considered a a beat 'em up, right? Mm-hmm. Even though. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Mm. Definitely. I mean, you can have a guy go high, a guy go low. You know. Hit him high. Hit him high. Nah. Hit him low. Hit him low. So we'll see. Um, Final Fight Three. Let's talk a little bit about Final Fight Three. So that was released in in. All the way, all the way forward in January of 1996, Trent. Wow, this is like this is War of the Gems <laughs> period. This is this is Ve- <laughs> this is Vector Man two. Yeah, this is after PlayStation 64. Absolutely, well, not 64. Well, I mean, it came out that year, right? 
So so for so for reference here, talking you know when we compare like the closest competition, Streets of Rage two came out uh, December of ninety two. Streets of Rage three came out in June of ninety four. So by this time, this is a year and a half later that Final Fight three comes out after Streets of Rage three comes out. Mm. So and we can take a look at what people thought about about Streets of Rage three and kind of like you know kind of compare because they're both threes. They both came out eh, kind of around the same time. Um, Fujiwara was still the producer. He still produced it. Although the development team is all new. It's an all new development team. Not, not anything that I found of anybody significant was from that first team or from the second team. And my guess is it's probably, they probably had younger programmers coming on because this is, we're talking about January of 96. So this game would have been made, you know, mid 1995 and, by this time, you've got the Saturn out, you've got the PlayStation, PlayStation out. You know, people are starting to look towards the the Ultra sixty four at the time of what what it was called. So a lot of those A teams that were working at Capcom were were moving on to that thirty two bit era. So they were in the middle of developing games like Resident Evil, Mega Man Eight, uh, Children of the Atom, the port for Children of the Atom to the Saturn and the PlayStation, X Men versus Street Fighter, uh, that fighting game, Street Fighter Alpha Two. Um, absolutely goof troop. No, that came out way before. Um, so there was a lot of Capcom teams that were moving forward. They didn't want to stop producing games for the 16-bit era, but they wanted their best work moving forward because that's what people were buying. That was the, the hot ticket, and that's what was going to be popular, and they wanted to be on that train. So, you know, maybe a little bit less emphasis on 16-bit gaming. So in this game, um, <clears throat> the Mad Gear gang is gone. Gone. And now we've got the Skull Cross Gang. Skull Gang. These guys are completely different. <laughs> uh, they've uh, they've risen out of the vacuum left by the Mad Gear in Metro City. They're causing riots and upheaval because that's what you do in a in a in a beat 'em up game. <laughs> um, uh, I guess they just didn't care after a while. It was just <laughs> so we want to make a game. These guys are bad. They couldn't even come up with somebody got kidnapped. It's just. So they're terrorizing the city. Yeah, we got to take the city back. Clean these streets up. <laughs> like Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> um, so Hagger is rejoined by Guy. So they got Guy after, you know, the whole snafu with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He decides to come back after that. Um, no Cody for some reason. He's probably off, you know, banging Jessica or something, you know, doing something. Wow. Um, was that off color? <laughs> Uh, there's a, a cop named Lucia uh, who who joins them who who has a striking resemblance to me to Kate Goslin. You know Kate Goslin? Yeah. John and Kate plus eight. Yeah. She's kind of got that short blonde haircut. You know? No. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but she's beating him up. And uh, a punk named Dean who has prior history with the Skull and Cross Gang. There's uh there's new running attacks and you can actually run. In this game, on your own, you can just straight up just press a button to run, um, and you can do running attacks. Dean can electrocute people. Um, the special there were special moves from Street Fighter Two that were actually added into the game, so you can do, let's say, like a down to forward and punch, and, oh, make, like, and, and make like a special like the move. Shuriken. It's kind kind of like that, which I think is kind of a cool feature that you could actually do that in, in one of these games. I mean, those two games are, are so intertwined, Street Fighter Two and. And Final Fight, you see some of the Final Fight characters getting moved over to the Street Fighter universe and 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 in the you know that yep. that mm-hmm. area. So it's just funny how how really intertwined these these two two franchises were. 
um, there's a feature called auto two player. So if you're playing a game and you've got nobody, no friends because nobody likes you, mm. you can actually do auto two player. So you can actually have the computer yes. control the second player, which is pretty neat. Um, there's a bunch of crazy new bonus rounds uh, that that are there. Hacker fights a bulldozer in one of them, and he's got he's got to destroy it before it knocks With him his off. With bare of, hands, knocks him off. Yeah. Um, there's alternate paths in levels, so similar to like think like Splatterhouse, where you can kind of go into an alternate path, or maybe even um, like Streets of Rage three, where there's alternate paths you can take at the end of a level mm. on where you want to go. Um, you can kind of skip areas that that uh, you know are in the game and, and maybe provide some more replay value because you can see all the different areas. Um, the alternate paths, if you go down them, can have an effect on the ending. So I would hope so. Yeah. So uh, you know, so they they really tried to spice it up a little bit and change a few things and make it fresh. However, at this time, this is about as low in the totem pole as kind of beat 'em ups were, at least in the 16-bit era. People were not looking at these games <laughs> and getting excited about them. Yeah, we we've we've come too far to go back. Probably, <laughs> yeah. So um, let's take a look at, at uh, some of the the Final Fight three reviews. Final Fight three. Oh, he blew it. Let's see here. Uh, Final Fight 3. What did critics say? So uh, the first review is from Die Hard Game Fan. Um, this is one of the highest reviews at 77% out of 100. Alas, Capcom has once again disappointed me <laughs> with a thoroughly mediocre Final Fight sequel. Technically, Final Fight 3 seems worse than its predecessors. Whoa. Extensive flickering and slowdown prevail. The art is totally average, the animation in Final Fight is framey, and the tunes are standard Capcom SNES stuff. I think this genre can still work if handled correctly. Let's hope the next Final Fight will be better. Nick rocks. And then we never got another one. <laughs> uh, here we go with uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly. Gave it a 6.5 out of 10. The Super NES is finally showing its age with titles like Final Fight 3. It isn't just it isn't that the graphics are bad, it's that they are just there. <laughs> this Jesus. game just wasn't exciting. Sure there are some more moves and new characters, but I got the feeling that this was a good addition, but the ensuing slowdown really hampered the gameplay. The control wasn't precise at all, and it didn't have an arcade feel. Final Fight 3 is a renter only. Andrew Barron. It's a blockbuster exclusive. Yep. And then let's go to uh, Next Generation. Next Generation gave it a two, 2 out of 5. Whoa. The original Final Fight was cool and interesting in its time, but this was more this was more than four years ago. This is the second sequel, and it adds almost nothing new. There are four fighters. The dependable Hagger, who, uh, who was passed over in the original home conversion of Final Fight. That's not true. That was that's totally wrong. That's your fact straight. Yeah, it was it was guy that was that was uh, passed over. Dean spelled D E E N, which is wrong. D. I th- I, I'm pretty positive it's D E A N. Um, and a new female, Russia. Okay, so wait a minute. This they must have been reviewing the Japanese port because her, oh. her name's Lucia. Unless unless this guy is completely. Gone. <laughs> Unless he was drunk while he was doing this. This this game is completely derivative and technically it could just as easily 
be the first in the series as the latest. It's not dull, but it's not all that exciting either. Well, Electronic Gaming Monthly, here's another one, 5 out of 10. As a longtime fan of the Final Fight series and the genre as a whole, I'm sorry to say that this is the, th- the, the third time isn't a charm. In fact, the gameplay is getting far too repetitive. I like the previous version, but it's just the same reoccurring enemies with a few extra moves. Super attack and cu- computer compensating as a second player are good, but not enough to make this game original. It plays relatively well, but needs a redesign, not just a facelift. Sushi X. In the face. I guess In so. the face. But so, uh, everyone uh, always says that about beat-em-ups. They're repetitive. Blah, 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 blah. We'll see. We'll be the when, final version. When you look at modern reviews, like on YouTube, people talk about how awesome Final Fight 3 is. So mm. I think there was some genre fatigue back then. Yeah. That people were just I mean, like, we're they're, over they're it. PlayStation at the time. Yeah, they're like, well, listen, we're playing, you know... Mortal Kombat 3 and we're playing Warhawk and we're playing Battle Arena Toshinden and and now we're going back to Final Fight and it's kind of the same thing and it's not really an advancement and so they poo-pooed it but when you look back on it now if you want to just pick up a game and have like a, a blast in time and just you know yeah. beating up beating up bad guys the modern reviews are like Final Fight 3 is 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 almost at the top of the list for a lot of people, so I sure hope so. I want to. I want to get into that and see how I like it. You know, if we don't come back, pause, everybody. Um, that means we've had too much fun. Now we'll be back and we'll kind of give you guys our thoughts on it. So, um, any other any other kind of thoughts about those reviews or of either of them before we? It was a little surprising, but then when you think about it, it kind of makes sense at the time. The uh, the fives and the sixes and the fours. I don't. I don't know how you could give it a four. Any game that that is well made should be at least, at least a six, even if you don't like it. A four is, a four is there's deep trouble <laughs> with like the game, like the game itself. You know the stability well, I mean, of the that, game. I think the person, the one that the frame rate? before was saying now it's like slow. Stuttering. The controls aren't. This is said the control isn't as good as. But I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, 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 we have the final decision. Right, right. We're the ones that are going to give the <laughs> the final, final word. So, the final uh, word on final fight. Yeah. So, all right. Well, so, with that, we're going to take a break. We're going to get into these games, and uh, we're going to come back and kind of give you guys our thoughts on them before we close up shop for episode 13. Stay tuned. We will be right back. In the future, you have to defrost a cup to put a criminal on ice. Sylvester Stallone is John Spartan, the demolition man. The toughest cop in the 21st century. But Wesley Snipes is cold-blooded Simon Phoenix. Simon says freeze! Uh, Now frolic chicken, chicken. But demolition man always keeps his cool. Hey, you didn't say Simon says. The future isn't big enough for the both of them. Demolition man, figures of Bola Jet sold separately, new from Mattel. So we're back from playing the games here, guys. And uh, before we get into it, I just wanted to uh, um, dedicate this episode to a friend of the friend of, the, of a friend of the podcast. Um, we lost uh, uh, one of our our doggy family, Hefner James Heck Hogan. Um, uh, one of our friends of the podcast uh, had a wonderful dog and uh, unfortunately he passed away today and so we wanted to dedicate this episode to uh, to you Hefner buddy uh, we know you're in a better place and we are going to be pouring one out for you a little bit later so 
Um, send your well wishes to uh, to Hefner, everybody. Um, so let's get into our discussion of Final Fight two and three. Um, I'll let you speak here in a minute, Trenton. But I gotta I gotta say something off the top. Um, I am um, I'm taken aback at how uh, generic and mundane <laughs> Final Fight two and three are. Um, both of them, but Final Fight three has better graphics. Definitely. Um, it's a it's a little bit faster paced, but I gotta say when you take these games and you compare them to, I don't even we don't even have to say Streets of Rage, other other fighters on other other beat 'em ups on Super Nintendo. Um, there's Final Fight Three has an incredible amount of slowdown, but even if it didn't yeah, have it's even if it if you have if you have two characters on screen it starts to slow down. If you got three characters on screen it starts to chug. At four characters on screen enemies on screen you're crawling it doesn't it didn't bother me that much it bothered me (laughs) but even more than that i mean can we get some kind of personality in these games they're about the most (laughs) generic beat-em-ups i've ever played in my life i mean the first final fight trounces all over them i don't want to go too far far too harsh but i mean can we get some color into these games there there were there were at least two enemies in final fight three that had one color on them yeah, G. G and, and <laughs> was just all white. G and Johnny. Looked like a, a putty from Power Rangers. I mean I mean how much of a like a phoned in effort I was you know, I, I thought that Final Fight two and three could have been a huge opportunity for Capcom to go in there and use some of the mode seven from the Super Nintendo. This game was made for the Super Nintendo. This wasn't a game that was made for sixteen bit platforms. They could have taken this game I I think of a game like Golden Axe, the Revenge of Death Adder. So this is the the arcade release, if you remember, where um, uh, Gilius Thunderhead, the dwarf, is is riding on the back of that big giant guy, and it's a it's a it's a sixteen bit arcade game, but it was made for the arcades. It never came home. Mm. And there's there's one level where there's these boulders coming like towards the screen, if I remember correctly. And there's other uh, vertical kind of like scrolling levels, but the way that the screen, the way that the ground is coming into the screen, it's almost like the ground is scrolling at a different speed. It gives it a sense of depth where you really feel like they're walking down this road, you know, in a three-dimensional way. They could have taken the Mode 7 format and actually created a a road or a block or something where they're moving vertically and it actually looks three-dimensional because of that 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 forced perspective. And I just thought that there was such an opportunity to make these games bigger and better, and they kind of failed. They almost were like, well, we're making this because we have to, because we screwed up on Final Fight 1 for the Super Nintendo, so we're going to make these these new versions. But they almost have no soul to me. I mean, what say you? Yeah, it was a bit of a dis- <laughs> disappointment. <laughs> Either that, and it's just Listen, late. You can always, you can, you can always sell Final <laughs> Fight Three and probably make your money back, if not a little bit more. Well, I'm, I would know. I wouldn't get rid but, of but it. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, I, I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed. I mean, I kind of, I kind of want to play Stone Protectors right now. Yeah, that one's fun. <laughs> Stone Protectors is great. I had so much fun playing. Stone. You know what I want to play? No, 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 no. I want to play Legend. You play some Legend. Sure. Slash them up. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I I gotta say the reviews are kind of on point. Yeah. Even this many years. Like, it was like playing. It was like playing the same exact game two and three, 
even the bosses, they're just big characters. They and just they, jump up in the air yeah, and, and then land <laughs> on you no matter where you are. They'll even move in the midair to, to find Every you. Every boss. Every boss did that. <laughs> I don't remember them doing that. The music in, in the some Super of the Nintendo. level, some of those have the same music, and it's like, it sounds like you're 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 going through like um, Macy's in 1997, you know, or you're waiting you're waiting to get a root canal. Mm. It, it just sounded like this like jazzy sort of nothing. There yeah. was no, there was no I pump. Mean, the, there was no the, pump to it. The third one's definitely <laughs> the third one's definitely better, I think. Right off the bat, when we were playing it, I was like, all right, uh, I like this one a little bit better already. I like the running aspect and the kind of like combo punches. So, but other than that, the slowdown didn't bother me that much. Slowdown bothered me because it was a lot. There was so much slowdown that it got in the way of actually playing the game. You can't get into a rhythm or a flow when every two seconds the fucking game starts chugging. Which you I know? don't know why, because it's the same. I mean, we it's talk- almost like the same as Final Fight Two. Same, you know, characters right. and everything. I right. don't know. What would cause it to slow down now? In fact, they they should have been able to do more because Hagger shrunk three inches. Yeah, he's six foot ten in <laughs> Street Rage two, and he's six foot seven in Street Rage three. I mean, we talk all the time about how the Super Nintendo is a more capable platform than the Genesis, but I've never played a Genesis on the on the you know, getting a game on the Genesis that chugged that bad mm. in terms of a beat 'em up, and and can definitely have more characters on screen. So that's where maybe that processor that's a little bit faster can actually handle more of those of those characters. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just... I really expected it to be able to do more. And it's just inexcusable that they wouldn't have more color. There wasn't there wasn't any parallax scrolling. I mean, I think I noticed maybe like... Maybe like <laughs> it's a, always a, parallax. Maybe like a lamp in the front. But, but it, you, you know, you, you can show that you put something into this game to make it special and make it, make it interesting, make it feel like a, a, a more realized world. It's just like a flat plane. This, this could have been an 8-bit game. It, just with, you know... Obviously, the, the the characters and sprites are bigger and all that other good stuff, but there was nothing in there to say this is a 16-bit game other than, well, the graphics are a little bit better. There were no 16-bit tricks in there, really, you know? Hmm. And I almost feel like I was playing like a Super Double Dragon or something. That's what I felt like I was playing. Yeah. You still with me over here? Yeah. All right. <laughs> you falling asleep? <laughs> or did the game put you to sleep? A little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to think of something positive to say. I mean, it's a beat 'em up. <laughs> <laughs> the definition of the game. Um, I'm just so disappointed. I mean, I I played Streets of Rage three recently, and, I, and that game gets a lot of shit for being really really hard. But I'll tell you one thing about Streets of Rage three: it's a fun game. And it's a fast playing game. It's actually one. I think it's the fastest of the three Streets of Rages. You got to be on your toes in that game. That game moves, but it's got personality. And Final Fight three or two, two is two is the worst one. Can we say two is the worst one? Oh, out, yeah, out of the bunch. Well, out of well, Final out, Fight out, one. out of two and three. Oh uh, yeah, of the worst one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Final I, Fight. I mean, two. I, I look at Final Fight one, Final Fight CD, right? And that game has such personality. And like you go into the into the subway, the subway cars are flying by you while you're sitting on the, you know, yeah, on the, the music deck. and the sound. The, the music in those games is all varied. It's all different for every level. You've got, you know, you've got that opening level, which is kind of like that generic level, but they kind of originated it, so you kind of give it to them. Yeah. And then you've got the subway level, and then um, I forget what the third level is that where you fight Relento. 
there's like a there's like a sunset level where you're going through before you get into the main uh, building where Bel- Belger is. Um, there's a nighttime level where you're out in the city and you can see the you can see like the like the almost like the Hudson Bay or the Hudson River or whatever with like the buildings in the background and it's just there you know there's wind going by there was just nothing in these worlds it was like the same generic places yeah so you're very going the same little, level over even like very <laughs> little color you feel like the same levels from both games yeah there very there's very little color it was almost like a retread i just you hear so many good things about final fight 3 like compared to what final fight 2 I just I don't know, rival turf. <laughs> I don't know what they're comparing it to. I might I might rather play rival turf. I don't even know. I can't remember rival turf too much. But I've looked at gameplay footage of rival turf, and that looks like a competent beat 'em yeah. up. Um, I'm thoroughly disappointed. <laughs> I don't think I don't think either of these games are worth their asking price. Oh, well, definitely. Not. <laughs> I mean, uh, Final Fight Three goes for what ninety hundred? Uh, yeah. Between like ninety, get get and get stone protectors for fifty, right? Yeah, no, fifty, sixty, yeah. Yeah, and then Final Fight Two was what maybe thirty bucks. Yeah, that's reasonable, but get Streets of Rage Two. I don't know. I feel like the last time we played it, we didn't hate it as much. Final Fight Two. I don't. Th- I don't think we did either. I don't know. But we played it for like a minute. We didn't really play it. No, I think we we played it for a decent amount of time. Did we? Yeah. Have we just been exposed to more beat 'em ups? recently that we would maybe kind of look at that and say it's a little bit more generic maybe we didn't play final fight as much, the original one as much if, i don't know you mean if we didn't play the final fight as the original as much no as i said i don't remember if we played final fight as much so maybe that was a factor because we just started we kind of gotten more into final fight like late more late later yeah on. yeah like the sega cd version yeah, I don't know. The Sega CD version is fantastic. I know it's it's awesome, <laughs> uh, and and it, and it moves fast. And I don't even remember the the Super Nintendo version moving slow. The original, I mean, maybe it does, but I don't know, man. That color scheme, it's like the Super Nintendo can do more colors than this guy's. I mean, come on, there was almost no color in that. Even the uh, I feel like an NES game, almost. Even like the. Like the sound effects, like the punching in, in that, the third but, one. But that's always that's always with Super Nintendo games, though. It's no, it's but the more first muffled. one felt like it was had a bigger bass, like punch and but are you, just are, like louder. But, but are you thinking of the Sega CD sounds, version? Or maybe, but like the you can even even going from the second to the third one, felt like the the sounds were just, better in the third one. I think. Oh really? I thought the opposite. You thought it was better in the second? Yeah. Eef. So. <sighs> I can't recommend either of these games. I think you, if we come up with a recommendation, it's got to be no. And we have to think about other beat 'em ups for people to, to look into. I mean, maybe Rival Turf. You know, yeah, as, 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 as a cheap alternative. I, I just don't. I just don't see the. I don't even remember if that's two player or not. I think Rival Turf. Has no, two I can't player. even remember. Brawl Brothers was the like the, the sequel. There's three of them in that like series. Um, like Sonic Blast Man. Spring for the uh, Spring for the Punisher on Genesis, with Nick Fury and uh, allegedly and the and the Punisher. What What do you mean allegedly? We haven't played it, so we <laughs> can't say for sure. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it looks it looks good. <laughs> I can say that about a lot of things. 
Uh, Rival Turf. Let's see if Rival. I, I think I thought Rival Turf is a is a two player game. Um, two player. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's a two player game. All right. Yep, two player SNES. Um, yeah, I mean, I I would go for Rival Turf. I mean, Rival Turf's what ten dollar game? Yeah. I mean, try Rival Turf. Um, but no, I just can't recommend Final Fight two and three, which is sad because. Like I said, I thought that they had much more opportunity to do some really cool things on the Super Nintendo. But, I mean, remember that last boss we fought on, on, on Final Fight 3? That started, like, the graphics started flickering out um, while we were fighting them. I don't know if you noticed that. No. <laughs> um, but the, the graphics actually started to flicker out. And so. It's, yeah. They're just the same boss over and over again. Just a big character that just, just jumps. <laughs> just jumps back and forth. And you have to avoid, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Things seem to move a little bit slower in these games too. I mean, even though you could run in the third one, which was a nice addition, you're not. See, remember how I talked about like music in games and like sound in games? You're not getting that. You're not getting that pop, that bam, 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 that feedback that tells you, okay, we're really. I know. Yeah. Putting That's what in, I was putting in work here. <laughs> you're not getting that in the game. So on top, when you when you add that to a lack of color, slow down, um, uh, retreads of characters boring bosses that do the same attacks it's like what were you guys doing here you know i mean you guys phoned it in that's what that's what it tells me it tells me these guys phoned it in they really didn't care and they just wanted to put it out because they felt like they had to it didn't feel like there was love put in that you know mm. you know it's like when when the baker's making the rolls and he's like like, like how do you make it so good because i bake it with love you know what i mean that's <laughs> yeah it's like what are the main ingredients it's like they didn't bake it with love. They kind of just put the ingredients together. Said, "Okay, we need two characters on screen. Uh, yeah, we need a you know a, a Mean Streets environment. Boss at the end of every boss level. at the end of a level it does the same thing every time. It was yeah. So, I mean, I'm looking at Rival Turfer saying, I don't, I can't really tell the difference <laughs> between <laughs> this and Final Fight Two. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, if you guys have any suggestions for kind of unknown beat 'em up games that you think are really really great that we should try out or maybe discuss on the podcast we'd love to hear about them um i gotta say we're i hate to beat a dead horse but i'm, I'm just thoroughly disappointed because great beat 'em ups are few and far between and i thought that this was an opportunity to find another great beat 'em up and i think the last great beat 'em up that i've played is stone protectors oh yeah new one damn yeah I mean, just even just like uh, you, know, you laugh at me all the time, but there's that one level in the end when you're when you're going through and and that scrolling in the background is kind of like you 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 know the 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 building starts out over here and then and then it slowly as you're walking like in the background it sort of comes into view and it's it's right in the middle of the screen like that 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 boss layer and you're like okay we're we're making progress we're finally getting there and you're seeing you know the force scrolling of 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 the screen and you're and you're seeing that visual effect they're giving you something more look at this rival turf has a has a, a bus level where the, where the where the background's scrolling by yeah you know, you so, know just so, every, just just something it's a subway level basically just yeah. some, just give me something you know <laughs> Talk dirty to me a little bit, you know what I mean? <laughs> nothing, nothing crazy, but you know, make me feel special. Smack on the ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm. I gotta say, I'm. I, I didn't make the game. I didn't play it when it was out, but I feel a little embarrassed for him. <laughs> 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 
Damn you, Capcom. I don't know how people talk about how, how Final Fight 3... I know that the Console Wars guys did a Streets of Rage 3 versus Final Fight 3, and they gave the nod to Final Fight 3. Really? Yeah. I don't know how you can <laughs> do that. I know Final, I know that Streets of Rage 3 is, is, is ridiculously hard, but I, I'll go with a game that's more fun... All day. ...than a game that is mundane that I can get through. It also They also seemed real easier... Two and three? Oh, geez. Um, I don't know. We didn't have to continue in four or five levels on each of the games. Yeah. At all. It went by fairly on, quick. With, <laughs> yeah, with, with, with normal difficulty. And I think there were only maybe five or six stages on one of them. Yeah. You know, so you get through that pretty quickly. Yeah. It just, just feels like you're just, <laughs> as you would say, just plowing through guys. You know? yeah, like Zach, like Fred, like Dick, you know. The pause. The pit. No. <laughs> pause. Just for the sake of getting through the game, doesn't really feel like you're really doing anything. No, it's it. It seemed like just like busy work. Yeah. More than more than ha- having fun. So slapping the button just to punch. And that's what games all are are all about. They're all about having fun. So if you're not having fun, what are you doing? And and um, yeah, just the the game. The games don't have a soul. They don't have a personality. And and so if, on that note, I mean, I just don't think you, we can recommend them. You know, so I kind of want to play Legend. See how Legend is. You know, but I got the, I kind of got the same feeling about when I owned it, and, and this is a better game. But like Knights of the Round, I just felt like, and I think that's Capcom, right? Yeah. It's it's a good game, but I I didn't get the feeling like I was, you know, it was like this revolutionary experience. It just seemed like I was going through. Beating up the guys and you know, kind of going through. Plowing through guys. You know, and I again, I shouldn't make that too much of a comparison, but um, let's just put it this way: this is the most high-profile beat 'em up game that I've ever played that I've liked the least. You ain't wrong. <laughs> so, uh, can there anything else to be said about this? I'm pissed off. <laughs> I'm very hurt and upset. <laughs> Damn you, Capcom. You could have made this better. What did you guys do? You ruined it. You blew it. <laughs> you ruined it. You know yeah. what I'm excited for now? You know what I really want to play is Streets of Rage 4. It's supposed to come out next year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yep. you know, we're looking, fo- we're looking forward to Streets of Rage 4 coming out um, as a new beat-em-up because it's, you know, it's kind of like that. Beat-em-ups are kind of like that kind of like lost genre. You don't really see beat-em-ups anymore. No, you sir, you, you know, don't. It's just it's kind of like that lost genre doesn't really exist anymore. You see, like platformers making a resurgence. You get you, you get some platformer games now. There was that new um, well, we had Sonic Mania a couple of years ago, and then we had the uh, um, Wonder Boy and Monster World remake that came out. And you know, so w- w- there are platform. I mean, obviously Mario. So there's there's platformers are still kind of kind of in the know. Um. But if there's ever a, a genre that went extinct, it was the beat 'em up, you know. And what a, a, a like a wonderful pure pure gameplay experience it is um, when it's done right and when it's it's shown respect. And I, I just don't think it was shown respect in this in this in these two games. I think they, it was just um, something they felt like they had to do, or there was a cash grab. Uh, and it's too bad because I feel like all other genres have had evolutions where there's a reason to go back to them and and maybe it's just people got tired of them but this kind of shit didn't help you know like final fight 2 and 3 didn't help because 
they made a genre that was already, you know, running out of ideas get even more stale. And then why would people make a, you know, a beat 'em up by that point? Enough about that. Don't buy Final Fight two and three. Uh, stick with Final Fight one. I think if you're gonna buy one, go with Final Fight one. Obviously, get the Sega CD version if you can. If you can't, I'll tell you the Game Boy Advance version is really good. I don't think you're well, gonna. Who find, wants to play it on there not, though? Well, you're not gonna. And find then you got a links. You got a link up to play two player. <laughs> I mean, that might be easier than than trying to find a Sega CD if you don't have one. If you have a Sega CD, what did we say last time? The Final Fight CD was was what forty bucks loose, and then eighty bucks complete. Oh yeah, something like, I don't know, something like that. You know what you should do is sell your copy of Final Fight Three and buy a complete in-box copy of Final Fight CD. Yeah, I'm still gonna keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I don't, know. <laughs> I don't feel like selling it. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, thank you guys so much for joining us. So uh, we did do a little bit of our uh, console launch tournament. So uh, we're gonna continue with that next time. Again, if you guys have a suggestion for a game that you want to see covered on the podcast or you have a suggestion for the podcast or just a question that you want us to discuss, hit us up on our email. We're at theturboduo at gmail.com. We are on Instagram, the Turbo Duo, and Facebook. We are uh, it's the Turbo Duo on, on Facebook as well. Facebook.com slash the Turbo Duo. Um, I always recommend, if you can, catch us up on YouTube because that's where you get kind of the full version with all of the, the graphics. The and, full frontal. Uh, the, the, the full frontal version of the uh, podcast, but we're also on Stitcher. We're on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on Podbean. We're on Spotify. MySpace. No, we're not on MySpace, are we? Yeah, we are. Is MySpace alive still? Is it? Yeah, know? it's still out there on the web. Who uses it? Someone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still it's still there. Wow. It's not exactly functional, but it's there. I wonder if Tom's still on it. Mm, no, I think he abandoned ship. <laughs> he yeah, did. he like sold it at if, the if height. The, if the creator did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, we would love uh, love some feedback from you guys. So if you do have some thoughts on the podcast or some questions or suggestions. Um, please feel free to let us know. And with that, we bid adieu. Be safe, be happy, be healthy, and as always, keep it turbo.